Hey guys, thank you. Hey everyone. Hey everyone, thank you all. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. It's been a long time since I've seen so many of you. It's great to see you all. Uh, hey, hey, thank you all. It's great. Uh, I'll start uh, taking questions one by one and I'll try, I'll get everyone. I'm going to stay as late as I can. So please, uh, just one by one. Who's first? Go ahead. I talked to New Japan and they, I asked them if they thought it would be a good idea and a good promo and they thought it was great and I thought it would be a great promo and so it made sense and it was going into a big weekend for us so it's true and we have a lot of stuff going in New Japan and everyone's welcome to talk to each other in the wrestling business but we've done some great stuff with New Japan just in the last few weeks and I think we're going to do a lot of great things going forward from everything we've talked about and agreed to so I'm excited about it. And, I think there's been, I mean, so little stuff. I mean, it's mostly, I think, back-channel stuff. Like, the thing with, uh, a good example is, like, with Chris ended up on the Broken Skull Sessions. Chris and Steve had talked, and I think both sides checked. I think Steve talked to the people that run WWE, and Chris talked to me. So, it was good. Hey, Austin. Good to see you. So, in the office, which you've been in as a former Jags player, now a great member of the wrestling media here in your home of Jacksonville, uh, it's actually in the coaching offices, in the old office uh, that you would have known at the time as head coach's office. I was in there, and we were catching up, and it was at the end of a night, and I asked him if he would uh, mind it before we both split and went home for the night. I had one, I had a big favor to ask, and he said, what is it? And I asked him if he could make a little bit of time for me, and he said, absolutely, what can I do for you? And I, told, I asked him, and he said, absolutely, I would do that for you. And then he went above and beyond, and he was, he was so gracious and really fun to work with, and he's a great coach and a great man. Thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, I mean, with uh, how do you mean? Sorry, I don't mean. It's a really good question, and I think I have thought about that and how to reach that demographic. And I'm trying to make young stars and do things that are, uh, you know, going to appeal to that demographic. We have the youngest demographic in wrestling right now, but you're absolutely right. The, we should be trying to skew younger all the time, and that's a really good thought. Thank you. I'll think about that. It was indescribable, and I, I, don't, I, I have to say, for each match, without going through each of the ten matches tonight, one on the buy-in and nine on the pay-per-view card, I would say that like each of them, it was a, so much energy, the buzz of the entire locker room and the people in the match, the wrestlers coming back from these awesome wrestling matches and the crowd that they hadn't seen in so long. And we've had great crowds coming in at 25%. We've had a lot of times what you saw, we've had 25% of that here for some great shows. And, uh, you know, and that we really appreciate that. But being back at 100%, it's indescribable. And the, the energy it's, and everyone coming, including all of you, it just really means a lot. So it's great great to have the fans back. And uh, I thought it was one of our best shows. And to do it with that crowd, one of our best crowds, and, you know, what's become our home base before we go back on the road in July, you know, just, just a month really after midnight. So next month uh, we're going back on the road. Uh, so I'm really uh, – 
I guess I'm really excited. Well, I guess we got another. I guess we got another day, but whatever. Close to enough. Close enough. But a little over a month away from going back on the road. And I, I, there's so many great memories here in Daly's place and special things we've done here. So I mean, it meant a lot to do it here. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about like all the great times we spent here with the crowd through the pandemic and some of the best memories ever in AEW. And and, and uh, you know, the one thing I wish that the person who'd seen this and the person who got to see this is Brody. And I think this probably ranks as one of the two most emotional shows we've had, second only, of course, to the Brody Lee Tribute Show. And last year he was in the world title match in Double or Nothing and had such a great match. And that was the first show where we let like some family and friends that we tested in, and we had like a tested bubble crowd and distance, and it was nothing like this. But he had a great match in a very small crowd, and I just wish he could have been here tonight. But thank you uh, for asking. It was indescribable great energy. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and I've been really uh, keeping it you know, under wraps, and that was the plan. I've talked about this in interviews before, and uh, he doesn't talk much in interviews, so I've said it. Uh, the first year, 2019, the plan was for Orange Cassidy not to wrestle at all other than like spots and matches as like an active manager and like a few six-mans where we introduced the idea that Orange Cassidy was a wrestler. He's a, a, a brilliant, brilliant wrestler. He's not going to say any of this. Uh, give himself credit or toot his own horn, so to speak, but he's like awesome. And the plan for me that nobody knew about, and really even he didn't completely maybe understand, is for Revolution I was building to him and Pac. We actually did a six-man in like late 2019 in Texas on Dark, and it was Pac and TH2, Jack Evans and Angelico, versus the best friends. And I was getting B-roll, and when Pac wrestled Trent on Dynamite, I was getting B-roll of like Orange and Pac. And nobody thought after the... 30-minute Ironman match plus overtime that Kenny Omega and, and uh, Pac had in Kansas City just a few days before Revolution in 2020 that, like, nobody believed that after Pac was out there yelling at Tony Schiavone how he was really upset, nobody believed that Orange Cassidy was going to walk out. And I was upstairs at, at getting barbecue, like, two hours before the show with Orange Cassidy and uh, the best friends and Tony Schiavone. And I told them this entire crowd in Kansas City is going to chant, he's going to try, he's going to try, just watch, we'll set it, it's going to happen based on everything we've put in place. Totally worked, and I knew the match was going to be off the chain, and it's one of my, again, I would rank that, other than the shows I named, probably my top three emotional and really favorite shows uh, is Revolution 2020 and the match he had with Pac, and tonight I think was the best match since then, and no coincidence, the first time he's wrestled in a big match with a crowd since Revolution 2020. And what's amazing is the character completely developed in the pandemic, and that's a challenge. And I remember we were doing the tapings, the famous tapings, where I you know, was forced like on literally minutes, like a few minutes, to put together booking sheet for like weeks of television, like at least you know, over a month, when we were going to shut down, set up a testing plan, come back in May, and hopefully set up the safe double or nothing we did last year in the bubble. And like, I, he was you know, setting up a, his first singles match, which was against Jimmy Havoc, and uh, against... Uh, you know, him on Dynamite, and it was the first time Orange Cassidy ever wrestled on Dynamite. It was only the second time he wrestled a singles match, and it was really, like, kind of almost like, uh, I don't know if he was ready to do it. I think he thought it was too soon, maybe, but we really needed him to step up and do it. We were, like, thin on talent. It was really important. What's happened in the last, like, 13 months since then is, like, He's wrestled Chris Jericho in pay-per-view main events and, and TV main events. Been in you know main events with Pac, MJF. Time after time, he stepped up, and he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I can't say enough about Orange Cassidy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I kept sorry. 
oh, how it came up? Well, Mark Henry and I uh, are friends, and Mark is, Mark told me he was available and uh, to do things that, that I would be really interested in him doing, and I thought that would be really interesting because uh, he's not only a good friend, but he's a really respected person in the wrestling business, not just a great wrestler, but a great mind, a great scout, and a great analyst in wrestling. And, you know, he gives his opinions on the radio, but he provides great uh, scouting reports and he really has helped uh, mentor a lot of wrestlers in addition to just being a great wrestling mind and I think he can be a great on-air personality but also a great backstage influence and he's a great friend and a great person so it's just great to have Mark in the AEW family and it was great to announce it on such a special show and have it kind of be there is a great moment right there along with the double you know sandwich there in a big double main event on what is you know my favorite pay-per-view we've done yeah hey, sorry 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 I got split up what sorry It's really cool because I think January 1st, when we came here into Daly's Place, we did a show January 1st of 2020. And it was really a pivotal character show for both of them because that was where Britt, in the four-way world title match, she didn't win the title, but she started to have show a dark side. And then later, just weeks later on the Jericho Cruise, she talked about Tony Schiavone's previous employment at Starbucks and kind of belittled him, which led to you know a lot of great character interaction and friendship between them. It is a really big deal now. And Britt grew as a character but then, it, really in the last year, Bricker was a wrestler. And when she says the thing in the promo that, like, you know, that Sheeta, uh, to her, uh, helped develop her as a wrestler. And that match was, like, really influential and important to her in terms of, like, developing and being there. Like, it's true, breaking her nose in some ways was the best thing that ever happened to Britt because she came back stronger and better. So that was really great. Hangman on the same show uh, came out to commentary just totally drunk. And uh, it's you know the lower third was perfect, and people were doing memes where like Hangman was like in the full house opening, and like it was just great, and it helped develop develop his character. And Hangman was already like a top wrestler from the beginning, who we like you know involved uh, in the world title scene from the very beginning. He earned a title shot in the first match we ever had for the title against Chris Jericho. He's been a tag team champion with Kenny. He's like always been a top star, and I think like from the beginning. Uh, he's like really evolved. He's probably been in the best match in company history at Revolution with Kenny in the tag against the Young Bucks. And tonight, I thought he went out and killed it, and it showed how much the crowd loves him. And for him and Britt to get those reactions from the crowd after they've been working so hard through the pandemic consistently for us for a year plus uh, here in Daly's Place really meant a lot to them, and it meant a lot to everybody close to them. And Hangman's pregnant wife was here, and uh, Britt's family is here, and it was really, I know we got to see her. And it was a big moment for both of them, and they're both great. Thank you. Sorry, I know. I'm sorry. Well, Mark, it's not exactly. I'm not saying he's necessarily going to be the the play-by-play -play or color analyst. He's going to be a big part of the show as an analyst, and we'll explain how through like different segments and his expertise. But I'm not the commentary team. What exactly it's going to entail in the hosting? Mark's a big part of it, and the rest of the team. I don't want to get. I have a big announcement. I don't want to blow, but it's not like an outside person. It's somebody in the company. Uh, it's somebody who's uh, one of our top stars is going to do commentary on the show. And that, you know, he's a great commentator and a great wrestler. And that might narrow it down because he's such a great commentator. But uh, I'm going to put him on commentary because he's a big star and it's going to work really well. Uh, so what, what else? Yes, yes.
my expectations were super high, and I never knew that he was going to get in the ring and do what he did. But but really, like as he got ready for his cinematic match with uh, you know Darby teaming uh, against uh, Brian Cage and Darby, it was like so fun, and it was like inspirational to see Steve like really finding his like comfort level. And it was hard for him to work in an environment he'd never been in, in front of like you know 25% capacity crowds, and sometimes taping like promos and stuff in front of an empty arena, stuff he never had to do. And so for me, like uh, I expect. Steve would come in because he promised and he showed me he was in great shape and he said I want to do these matches and we talked about doing cinematic matches and let's see what happens and then you know in the run-up uh, as we were planning stuff I mean he ended up doing a, a power bomb with Brian Cage and had like great physicality with Brian and, and Ricky in the setup to their tag match against Sting and Darby so uh, as we did that started to think like he can do a live match and at the next pay-per-view instead of doing a cinematic this makes a lot of sense and I hadn't really told anybody and I hadn't made it kind of crystal clear yet but I was also planning to bring back Stadium Stampede and I was thinking I didn't really want to do two with this hot crowd and this amazing crowd I didn't necessarily want to do two cinematic matches we could have if it was necessary because I wanted Sting to be comfortable and if he was going to wrestle on the show and I know he wanted to but he wanted to do it and he had a great time and the expectations were very high but Sting has exceeded I think my expectations and everyone's and that was a great performance for anybody of, of, of you know of any levels of experience or time in the business. Thank. As it comes to it, I mean, like you know, it's it it's like trades in sports, and and you know, when you make a trade or a transfer, it takes willing parties on multiple sides. So you can't just like want to buy a song, and you have to get responses. And so it's totally you never know who's gonna bite on it, and sometimes they'll make a. Sometimes people don't even respond, and sometimes they you know wait a long time and get back to you or some, right away in some cases. And again, you know, sometimes you're really far apart on money. So we've had really great dealings with a number of. Uh, publishers and songwriters and singers so it's been great and it's really added a lot and like you said for Jungle Boy and Mox and for Mox and Eddie what a great match they had with the Young Bucks tonight what a, that's another great match on a great show I think and for them that was a great moment and Jungle Boy obviously for the crowd and you know Orange Cassidy so many great uh, and really I got into it uh, when even late late last year when uh, the Cinderella, when I really wanted to get that video for Kenny and Hangman, and I got the rights to Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. And then also, of course, uh, you know, again, to go back to Brody and how much we miss Brody, it was really uh, important to me, and I, I worked when he was not in good health to get the rights to Old 55, and I was hoping we didn't have to use it, but we did, and it was I think it was really important. That was a big important one, too. So we've uh, done a lot with music, and I'll continue to try and make strides and do great things in music. Thank you, Austin. And I'm going to stay and answer as many, so don't nobody worry about it. What's up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm open to more potential crossover. The only stuff we've really done, other than the stuff with Kenny, has been I did go with Matt Hardy and Private Party, and that was a thing we worked out, and they were they, we all liked it, and I suggested it, actually, and they really liked it, and I thought it would be a fun thing, and it was a great experience for Private Party, and it was good character development, and really, as they've developed as heels, and they were a huge part of that Casino Battle Royale, and they've been in a lot of big matches, and they're going to keep being in big matches and have huge plans for Private Party, and for them and Matt Hardy to go, it was a big deal. So I more collaboration 
musicians, whether it's uh, men, women, any wrestlers, I'd be really open to doing stuff like that. But mostly it's been about Kenny being the world champion in multiple promotions. So we do lots of crossover stuff. Kenny, of course, being the, the Impact and TNA champion and the AAA champion. And Mox being the New Japan U.S. champion, of course. And, uh, you know, we, the NWA U.S. title held by Serena, who is on our roster. The Lucha Brothers are the AAA tag champs. Lots of outside collaboration. So I, I, I really appreciate you asking, and I can keep working with all these companies. Thanks. Sorry, yes, yes. That was regrettable, yeah. I didn't think there was uh, I didn't think there was any I didn't think there was any excuse, you know, uh, uh, for what I, I thought it was I, I was not happy with it. So um, after I heard what was said and I was told and having talked to the other commentators involved, who I also apologized to, I thought it was best for the company to, you know, uh, make the decision we made. So I, I think it was the right thing to do. What, what do you why? What do you think? My reaction was like I thought it was a regrettable situation and I would have handled it very differently than it was handled if I was the commentator and that's why I thought it was good for us to part ways. Thank you. I, I have a lot of thoughts on that and Mark's, a, Mark's an important part of that and there's going to be different presentation and like I said it may not just involve Mark being a commentator. Uh, It'll, it'll be, we're going to be live on August 13th for the premiere on Friday the 13th, and it's going to be Friday the 13th. It's going to be a huge episode, and we'll be live to start, and I've got live a lot of live episodes planned. There may be times where we do a, a classic kind of wrestling taping where we tape a, two shows on a Wednesday maybe, but we're going to be live to start, and I plan for that to be as important a show as any show, just like we've you know occasionally had to tape some Dynamites, but I think we've done great shows live or tape, but I plan for it to be live out of the gate and be as good a show as we do uh, Rampage. Yes. Uh, what else? What's going on? Yeah, we could. We could. And we also are planning to have a big Halloween episode not long after that. So I don't want to completely blow all the good Halloween stuff and scary gimmicks about two months early. But I do want to do some uh, cool stuff, and it could be a great episode. And it's a memorable marketing gimmick, if nothing else, if it's Friday the 13th. And hopefully it's a good omen and not a bad one. What else is going on? Thanks. Thunder Rosa, what an amazing wrestler! And again, like what uh, the question I answered before, I was I apologized to her personally. I was really sorry she was put in that position, like on the spot, by and it was really regrettable. And she's not only you know commentating. I think that's a very small part of why Thunder Rosa is a huge star here. But it's one thing I appreciate. Everyone knows Thunder Rosa is a great wrestler. She's a great wrestler for us. Great wrestler for the NWA. Great wrestler in Texas, a great wrestler for her own promotion, also a great trainer, developed a lot of great wrestlers. One thing Dark and Elevation have allowed us to do is develop more wrestlers. It's been a developmental system. Look at the reaction that Max Caster and the, the Acclaim get. Look at the reaction that the Blondes get. These are talents we've developed on 
dark and elevation. Red Velvet's been a great wrestler for us. So we've had a lot of great talents come in and, uh, and a lot of people have gotten reps. It's been great and we've been able to bring in young wrestlers, get a look at them and develop a lot of talent and hopefully it's helped a lot of talent. I tried to have uh, the opposite philosophy of trying to make like cuts if I didn't have to. I was trying to grow our company because it's an investment into wrestling for us. Wrestling, you know, it's difficult to do if you don't get reps. And for me, uh, to improve wrestlers, the best way to do it is get them uh, a chance to do it. So by expanding dark and then by creating elevation, uh, we brought so many more young talents into the pipeline. And it's been really important for us. So no, thanks for asking. And Thunder Rosa, in particular, uh, has been one of the reasons that I think Dark and then recently the launch of Elevation have been really great for us is she brings in great talent and she also is a big star and she will kick off tomorrow night uh, Elevation in fact and it'll be great to have her in action she's a great wrestler for us I really appreciate you asking and uh Uh, there's a lot of people. I mean, uh, you know, you keep an eye on every match and every young person. I don't want to, uh, say, tip my uh, tip it too soon, but I think we're going to sign more wrestlers off Elevation and Dark as we go, and they, we've got great young talent there, and I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, and um, you know, uh, I'm surprised nobody's asked me about how those shows are going to evolve when we go back on the road, but they're going to be good. Uh, oh. Well, a lot of changes, a lot of the wrestlers, absolutely. And they also want to, I mean, we've developed a lot of talent in the pandemic era. Obviously we want to have full crowds, so not do, you know, 25% and have a lot of, you know, seats empty. We want to pack houses like we were doing before the pandemic and like we did tonight with our great show. So I would say, uh, you know, things we'll take away is we've, we're doing more content, we're developing more wrestlers, and I'm going to keep doing Elevation and the Enhanced Darks. So uh, they've been great platforms. We've introduced uh, a big audience. Really, Elevation's got a great audience with Tony Schiavone and Paul White as the commentators. And I always try to put big matches on Elevation. I've been putting angles on their promos and trying to make it a great wrestling show. And I think tomorrow's Monday, and I think it's going to be a great wrestling show tomorrow, I believe. And it's, you know, uh, it's the stuff we shot here uh, on Friday night before Dynamite. And a lot of you were probably there, and it was great matches and great crowd. It was hot. And I think it'll be the hottest stuff you'll see on Monday wrestling. So let's see. Uh, no, they're going to change. They're definitely going to change. And the formats will change too. Uh, and they'll, it'll be different. Elevation and Dark are going to be really different too from each other. Uh, so, But I'm really looking forward to it. And obviously with Rampage coming in, have to change how we do things. And, the, and Dynamite Live every week coming back in July when we come back. Uh, you know, July in Miami, July 7th, and going forward as we go to Texas, the 14th and 21st and so on, uh, we will be live every week going forward pretty much. So, uh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. About what? The snake, Miro No, they haven't. No, they haven't. Well, I don't know. But you, uh, would you, do you think they should? Do you think we would take precautions if there was a snake? I mean, I don't know. Just think, did you see a snake? I don't know. I mean, no, there's no, we would never hurt a, a snake. Uh, that, no, no, and they, no, and they shouldn't because nothing happened, so.
Jake Cargill's a great wrestler for us, great star, great asset, and I'm really excited. And we've you know made a big investment into Jade Cargill, and now uh, Mark Sterling, uh, her a new attorney, is investing time into her. And it's you know there were a lot of managers and reps and agents trying to get her an AEW, and I think uh, I really expect Jade to have a great career, and I wanted uh, her to have a great chance here. I think she's got a great mouthpiece now, but she's also uh, developed a lot as a wrestler, even in the short time she's been wrestling on TV. And, you know, it's amazing how far she's come in a short time in the business. Uh, her presentation is excellent. Uh, and I'm glad you asked about Jade because, you know, uh, really was glad to feature Jade this past weekend on Dynamite. And I think she's a great wrestler for us and will continue to be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I got, I got a few more. I think everyone's gotten asked questions, right? If anybody hasn't gotten a chance yet, please speak up. Go ahead. I haven't like a pen to paper, but Leo and I have like a handshake that he could work here in New Japan, both, and that we would want to do it, and he'd want to keep working here, and I think we work something pretty good out on a handshake, and I think he's doing that on a handshake with New Japan too, and that's kind of what we've been doing with New Japan, and it's been pretty good, so I think that's a good way to work. So it's so far so good. Thanks. Uh, were you about to say something? No. Oh yeah. Don's a big part of our show. I mean, Don's here every week, so Don's with us at AEW. He's a huge uh, part of the team as, uh, you know, Kenny's mouthpiece, Kenny's advisor, and uh, Kenny's on the show every week, and Don's on the show every week and every pay-per-view. And as long as Kenny's the champion, Don's a huge part of AEW. And and uh, so, no, Don's an important member of the team here every week. I mean, he's been, you know, he helps uh, in, in Kenny's segments, and he's involved, and he's a consultant to that. But, I mean, that's pretty much the same. He's doing that here. He's been doing that here. And he's been, I mean, there was a point where he's been here every week, and I think it makes sense. I mean, we're doing TV now, and we're going back live every week. So he's going to be here, and now, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, we've got big. We've announced Kenny versus Jungle Boy in two weeks. And then after that, I mean, uh, I think, whether you know Kenny, he's going to be with Kenny either way. Whether and I think I, I have to say, Jungle Boy tonight. Uh, we haven't talked much about it. You brought up the music, but to me that was one of my favorite moments on the show, and it's something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I'm glad you asked about Don, and then leading into asking about him being here more every week. Uh, well, I mean Kenny's defending elder titles. He's got the Impact title, the AAA title, and so. Uh, you know, we'll see, but I think he's going to be with Kenny wherever Kenny is. And uh, I, Kenny signed here for years, so I think Don's going to be here for years, whether you like it or not. Uh, well, it's a great venue. It's a great, it's a great town for us. We had scheduled a dynamite there, and it was going to be in April, and we had a great slate of dynamites in April. We were going to hit uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis. And we were going to go back uh, to Boston and Philly, and I think we were going to go to Houston. And now we're going to go back to all those places and do the, all those shows. And we were able to set it up, and now we'll have a live rampage there on Friday night. And then we'll be going with, uh, you know, a huge Full Gear pay-per-view. And I think Full Gear was such a great show, even at 25% uh, capacity. The pops that we got for Full Gear, you know, you know those felt like pre-pandemic, like regular pops, when you had Darby winning the TNT title and the Young Bucks winning the tag titles and some of the big moments on the show, you could feel the energy for some of the big moments, and uh, that was really special. So I, I think Full Gear is going to be an awesome show, and St. Louis is a great market, and we had planned to be there, so it works out great. What else is going on? Yeah. Yeah. 
I had already figured I was going to do that, and uh, I think uh, that Jungle Boy would be a really key person for us. And, I mean, Jungle Boy's been featured, and if you look back at Revolution and the Casino Tag Royale, Jungle Boy and Phoenix were the last two out there, and Jungle Boy threw even Pac out. He was in a two-on-one situation against Pac and Phoenix, and he threw Pac out. And it was really then when him and Phoenix, you know, Jungle Boy and Phoenix had a great finish, and uh, the crowd was really into it, and it was one of the hottest things on Revolution, which was such a huge success, you know, for us. And uh, the crowd really loved uh, that, and I knew that it was time. And I really believe Jungle Boy versus Kenny, they'll tear the house down. I'm really excited, and I think he's as good a star, and he's a guy to feature in world title matches going forward. So I wanted to make that clear, but Christian's a huge part of our company, too, and I really wanted to have them, you know, in key positions. So uh, if you follow the sheets and read news and stuff closely you know I worked like really closely and hard on battle royals in particular and I really uh, I worked hard on that and I thought they came with great stuff and uh, Christian and Jungle Boy really delivered and for Jungle Boy he's uh, been somebody again through the pandemic that's delivered time and time again he's wrestled I think the most matches definitely in the top two or three but I believe he's wrestled the most matches of anybody in AEW I think he has the most wins of anybody in AEW too He's right there with Kenny. I think they're the top two and wins in all of AEW. So it's very fitting that in you know, two weeks on Dynamite, they're going to meet for the title. And uh, I knew the crowd was going to bite for Jungle Boy. I knew it. And I told everybody. And uh, so I was really happy. Thank you. I'll do a few more. And if there's anybody that hasn't gotten to do one yet and has one, let me know because I want to get everyone. Is anybody hasn't? Okay. And everybody, okay. So let go. Go. Two more. No, I mean, it's wrestling. I mean, you have to have, look, and MJF, we forget how young MJF is, but MJF's a very young wrestler, too. And to have Darby and Britt Baker crowned as a champion and have, uh, you know, Hangman go out and great in the opener. And, uh, you know, again, uh, Sammy Guevara featured out there at the end. Uh, we've so many young wrestlers. And then Jungle Boy, like we just spent a lot of time talking about. And Jungle Boy now being in the position, going to challenge Kenny for the world title. And having the crowd and you know having a sellout packed house chanting for him the whole time that was that that was what they wanted and they got what they wanted and it was pretty cool to be able to give that crowd what they wanted and it was a very special part of the show so the young talent was you know yeah it's a plan for the young talent to shine and do well but we had a lot of great talent a lot of our stars were in the prime of their career too and uh talent that have had long great careers that have been around for decades that had great moments so it was definitely supposed to be a blend and that's what AEW has been about from the beginning and you know when you have MJF and you know Chris and you have you know Sammy out there with veterans and Tolly Blanchard involved I mean Sting showcased it's people of all generations so it's great examples there thanks for asking and anybody else a couple more No, I was just saying before, he asked before. Sorry, you know, I, I, we, uh, we're working on a handshake. He's, I think he's going to come back. Like, we have, you know, I'll, we'll get to it. And I think I'd like for Leo to come back. He's also doing some stuff for New Japan. So he's got some dates booked right now. And, but he was free for this. And I'm going to respect the calendar he has. And I'm not going to go out and ask him to, like, cancel indie dates to do stuff for us. And he's got a pretty solid calendar. But he was free for this. And I wanted him to come. 
I had talked to Leo maybe about coming last year. We weren't able to do, we did the uh, Casino Battle Royale at All Out last year. We weren't able to do it at Double or Nothing because I'll be honest, guys, like when I got the roster back together, I didn't have enough people to do a Casino Battle Royale. I threw that show together pretty quick and it was like one of the best pay-per-views we had done even with uh, like, you know, 10% capacity tops crowd, maybe probably way less. Uh, and there was some really special matches, but uh, we didn't have enough people. To do. We, and that's where I came up with the idea of the Casino Ladder Match during the pandemic, which I thought was a cool concept, but you didn't have 21 people. So we did it all out last year and I wanted Leo to come last year but he wasn't free he was actually taping the challenge and he couldn't take his phone to the challenge and i heard back from his wife who said you know he would love to do it but he's filming the challenge and he's going to be so sick that he didn't get to do it and i thought well you know won't well, be great still get to do it and it worked out and he and it's great and like i said i think he's going to come here but he's got new japan and indies coming up too so I'm, i think we'll see leo back i'm pretty sure No, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. They're a genius presentation. I was the biggest purporter of this uh, Young Bucks version of the Young Bucks, of this presentation of the Young Bucks. I've always believed it, and it's better than ever. I think, I've always said, I thought Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in Japan as the heel elite is one of the great acts I've ever seen. And this is a totally different version, a totally different level of the presentation. They've turned it up so much, and they are in the prime. They're the guys I was talking about in particular. They're in the prime, the world, ta the world champions and the world tag team champions, uh, you know, all in one, in one group. And to have uh, Kenny and the Young Bucks here in AEW now, clicking like that it's really cool but the heat in the fashion community the heat in general i'm not surprised by it at all because matt and nick are geniuses and they're always coming up with new ways and cutting edge stuff to change their presentation i think the, the bios that they do on twitter they change their bios it's really great stuff and they got some really good heat going into this match and matt and nick are great great heels it's great uh anything else i got one or two more anything great yeah well, I think Stadium Stampede, we didn't, you know, the pandemic, this is not a pandemic pay-per-view. I think Stadium Stampede's a great part of AEW, and I'd, I'd expect to see it back. And I think there's always part room for that kind of presentation in those matches. So I would definitely leave it open, but, uh, you know, they, we haven't really, we've never done more than one per show. And I think uh, I wouldn't expect any more than that. And I, we, not necessarily that we would do it every show, but uh, I, I think they can still be on a dynamite or a show. And, and especially, you know, there's some I've really loved that we've done through the pandemic, like Sting and Darby versus Team Taz was really great. And I love the first stadium stampede. And of course, portions of what we did tonight and the live stuff, I thought was a really great twist. And the live crowd, man, they they were so happy for the finish. And so I, I expect uh, we'll, we'll go back to those. I really want to thank everybody for coming to Jacksonville. It's like for everybody who's here came here and is in person. There are some people here locally, but a lot of you traveled, some drove, some flew in. But I haven't, there's so many of you I haven't seen in over a year that you know we used to do these scrums all the time. And there's some of you I'm seeing for the first time means a lot and I hope you like Jacksonville and we've really tried to build a home and something special in Daly's Place. We'll be here for another month and we're doing a show on Dynamite next Friday. Uh, if anybody wants to come, if you're local, I'd love to have you and anybody that wants to come in general. I think it's going to be a great show. And then, uh, you know, we'll be doing some more shows here through the month and, and then at the end of the month we'll be done in Jacksonville for a little bit, but we're going to keep coming back every few months. This has been a great home to us and I think it's provided a great service to the wrestling fans around the world because the fans in Jacksonville have been providing the cheers and uh, there's some of the same people have turned out every week for Dynamite and the pay-per-views and it's really special. You all coming here, I hope you saw that. And there's people, you know, some of the people 
uh, were the people that were here every week, and they saw this every week in the pandemic since we started selling tickets. But you all coming, I met a lot, and this is one of my favorite shows, and you being here is a big part of why it's my favorite. And to all the fans at home, thank you, and I hope you enjoyed it. And it's great to have the fans back, and we're going on the road, and I can't wait to see you all again. Thank you very much.